Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Please join me in the prayer for an open mind and an open heart. God, please set aside everything that I think I know about myself, my brokenness, the 12 steps in you. For an open mind and a new experience of myself, my brokenness, the 12 steps, and especially you. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. We've spent quite a bit of time taking a look at the first portion of step four, resentments. It's probably the most difficult from the standpoint that it's the most analytical and it's the most different way of thinking. We don't have the habit of this level of deep analytical thinking in column three, looking underneath our behavior at our beliefs. And yet everyone who has made the effort more than once, because it takes more than once, has been able to look at the lenses through which they've been looking all their life so that they can see the lens through which they're looking and determine whether it's accurate or not. Most of us determine that it's quite warped. I've made mention many times that a very simple way of identifying our beliefs is to hear ourselves think or feel or say should. The moment we do that, we are revealing our belief. Now, it may be quite healthy and appropriate and realistic. And then again, certainly, if you haven't done this work before, it probably won't be. It'll be unhealthy at the very least and quite distorted and delusional at the very most. But because you're able to look at it and name it and other tools that we have, the lens becomes ground, refracted, so that it becomes clearer. And we see then reality more objectively because we're looking through clearer lenses, beliefs that we've validated and verified and vetted as healthy. And we've got some feedback from a sponsor and a step guide or a companion that yes, in fact, now our thinking is beginning to be healthy human thinking. And then we cross over to the fourth column and we do similarly, 
analytical work, not quite as analytical, but still very thoughtful, filled with thought. And we look at the various forms of selfishness and self-centeredness. Bill says that's the root of our problem. It's not a throwaway line. It's not poetic. It's not poetry. It's a wonderful metaphor that says this is the foundation. This is the source. Way back when we started, I asked you to ask yourself the question, what is the source of your suffering? This is one of the key answers. My selfishness dash my self-centeredness. Bill says at the top of page 62, as we looked at in unmanageability, that's the root. And in the next paragraph, he said, so our troubles are of our own making because the root bears fruit. And when you look at the, I'm not sure what to call it, the um, scheme that I've put on the way of life document, in the way of life document, uh, in the beginning of the section four area, it has the picture of selfishness, self-centeredness as the foundation, the root. And then from that springing resentments as one of the fruits of the root. Resentment is a survival mechanism coming from our biological instinct fight, coming then through fight to our emotions for survival and safety to fight, to uh, anger. And then when anger is held for any period of time, you determine what that might mean. It becomes resentire, felt again and again and again. And, and many of you have demonstrated that in a fairly, I mean, shocking way, maybe for yourself, I hope it is, that here you are, 45, 55, 65, 75 years old, and you're still blaming your parents for who you are and what your life is like today. I hope by now that you can hear that and can smile at and be embarrassed by what the story is that you created, that you've lived most of your life until you came into the program and or had good therapy and or had a good relationship and or had a, a good religious experience, exposure. There's many different ways to get the truth of this. I've never found one that's more effective than the 12-step methodology and, and the third and fourth column as we unpack it to take a look at our motives. What are the things in us that drive us to do what we do? That's why at the end of the fourth column, I ask, so what's the benefit, the value, the motivation for doing this, for keeping it? Not the original reaction. That's just a survival instinct coming from our biology and a survival instinct in the emotional sense coming from our limbic system 
This, those are just basically chemical reactions. But we have a consciousness that comes out of our cortex. We have free will that comes out of our cortex. Those are the two things that make us specifically human. In mature adults, our cortex, our mind consciousness and our will decision-making are the containers for our emotions and for our behaviors, for our instincts and our feelings. That's the whole point of emotional sobriety, that we regulate and we self-regulate and we manage our emotions and we manage our instincts. They don't manage us. When we're in our disease, our addiction, of course, our addiction, our instincts and our feelings are managing us. And that just creates a lot of suffering on our part because they're not based on reality. They're based on a biochemical reaction in both cases, biology and psychology. Those are biochemical reactions over which we have no control. Until we get the insight, the knowledge, and then the power to be able to contain the fire that comes from those sparks. Fire is a really good thing or a really bad thing, depending on whether it's contained or not. The whole point of the third and fourth column is in fact to unpack the truth about the lie that is our story of victimhood. No one here today sitting right here, right now in front of everybody else is a victim today. You may feel like a victim you may have PTSD because indeed you were victimized. That's the truth. You were. And it might have been yesterday or it might have been 10 years ago or it might have been 50 years ago. Trauma is trauma is trauma. That's very real. And it changes the course of our history, our, our life and our decisions and uh, consequences of those decisions. Absolutely. I'm not dismissing it by saying that we were victims and we are not victims today. I'm not dismissing the whole history that challenges many of us. And sometimes the step work does the trick in terms of the healing. And sometimes it's not enough and we need to seek professional help. Medical doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, specialists in treating trauma, family of origin issues, early childhood issues, early adolescent issues, sexual abuse, physical abuse, horrible catastrophic situations that people encounter in terms of violence and or war and or mental illness or disability or death. That study that was done after Vietnam was critical in treating the Vietnam vets in terms of the war experience. But fortunately, they began to expand what they were learning there to all the things I just mentioned that people experience throughout the 
throughout their life, certainly in the early formative, deformative stages. I'm saying it that way because I'm not dismissing it or discounting it. Very impactful. But today, as we sit here in a 12-step program, engaged in this step work, we need to see the truth of the lie of the story. I am not a victim today. And you've seen it over and over again as I have an exchange of dialogue with people who are unpacking their third and fourth column. At the top of the fourth column, I'm asking them to describe their victim stance because our resentment comes out of that feeling like I've been victimized. And I know it's not true, it's a lie. And the fourth column is an attempt to navigate through a variety of reflection questions so that that person ends up at the end completely turning it inside out rather than the perceived role which they had adopted all their life that came out of the third column at the top of the fourth column. They go through all of those several reflection questions in column four and turn it inside out. They turn from north to south, from east to west, from inside to outside, meaning a dramatic radical shift. I am no longer a victim. In fact, I'm a perpetrator because I'm responsible. I don't have a part in my resentments. I've said it so often, I want you to really hear it and not just know it and be able to mouth it. That's not important to me, but to know it so that you can experience the truth of it going from the head to the heart, to the feet, to the soul. Oh my God, my life today is exactly the life I created with my history. I'm not solely responsible for my history, of course, but I am solely responsible, singularly responsible for the reaction to all of the events of my history, especially today. The memory of it, the echo of it in trauma. And now it's my responsibility to deal with it. I might need professional help. I'm not suggesting it. I'm just suggesting you be open to it if in fact, you've done this work completing step nine and you are still suffering in some area that you and your sponsor discuss and you can't crack the code of. Get some help, reach outside. So let's do some work. I was on several weeks ago about my red hot lava resentment and I was asking you about if it was valid, if it was uh, against my daughter's in-laws. And you said, absolutely, if you've got the resentment. So here it is right. against one of them. All right. So I resent Sandra, my daughter's sister-in-law, for bullying my daughter. Yeah. 
And self-esteem, I'm a respectful, caring mother who knows more than most people and knows what's best for her children. Yeah. And my fear is I will not be seen as being all-knowing. Yep. So to the fourth column. Please, yes, perceived role. A suffering mother. All right, yeah, yeah, suffering mother. You're, you're a bystander watching this drama and suffering as a result, yep. The event was true. What event? The, the bullying episode. Oh, okay, all right. And, and you have talked to other people, so you know it's objective? Yes. All right, good. Um, so then, um, not when you, how long ago was it? Uh, probably about a year ago. Okay, so it's fairly recent. All right, good. And today, though, when you feel the feeling of anger about Sandra, how do you behave? Number I one. I bad mouth her. To anybody who'll listen. Yep. Because I want the, to be the, you know, the supporting mother and uh, yeah, I'll let her have it. All right. Yep. Uh, how old is your daughter? 39. So she's an adult woman. Yes. Right. Just pointing that out. Number two, um, where are you? What unhealthy thoughts are you having that are the source and motivation of this resentment? Uh, I wrote, I think I know how people should behave. I condemn her for treating Jan disrespectfully. Tell me how that's unhealthy. Condemning her, I think, is unhealthy. I judge her. Yeah, is it any of your business? Nope, none at all. Is it your daughter's business? Are you being overly protective? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Yeah, you know, it's I'm 7,000 miles away and I hear what goes on on the phone. And it's, and I seethe. And what? I seethe. I, I get. Who do you hear it from? My daughter. Oh. See, I'm not involved in this at all. Oh, yes, you except are. Except that I hear oh, yes, it. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. I hear it and I want to. Yeah. Why does she tell you? She told, she would relate this situation. How uh, often has she related this to you? How often? Just when it happened. Oh, oh so this isn't a constant conversation with you. No, husband. no, no. This it. happened a year ago. I got it. I, got I just it. hold on to it. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, all right. Excellent. Um, how are you being dishonest? I always think I know better. Um, I have no how is, idea. How is, that, how is that dishonest? It isn't. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I wrote down busybody, reminding somebody else's business. It's none of your business, and so it's, that's dishonest. It has nothing to do with you. 
and I'm terribly codependent. And I thought I was um, out of that. Well, I mean, that's an observation and it may or may not be true. I don't know the truth of that, but that's not an excuse. Yeah. Well, people use it as an excuse like, oh, don't you know I'm a narcissist, therefore I'm an asshole. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. You might be a narcissist, Herb, but you need to clean up your act. Yeah. And that was the way the therapist talked to me. <laughs> Very direct. <laughs> He had to get my attention. You know what I mean? Sure. So sure. When you're codependent, it's, I mean, it's a legitimate diagnosis. All right. But you're, you're not seven years old. No. Yeah. So deal with it. Right. Right. And um, so number four, uh, fear. I am afraid my daughter will continue to suffer and there's not a darn thing I can do about it. So does she have the, these experiences more than once? With her in-laws, yes. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's a difficult situation. Yeah. So it, um, hmm. I'm not, I wonder if it's fear, really, seriously. I mean, it might be fear, but it sounds like some kind of concern and compassion that might be legitimate, actually. I don't know. Yeah. I think part of the fear is her mental health and I'm so far away, I can't be there to comfort her. Um, okay, is that your job? Is that my job as a mother? Wait, she's 39 years old. I know, I know. And it's, it's not my job. Do you have any exposure to Al-Anon? Oh yeah. Well, one of the major experiences of Al-Anon, as I understand it, I was in Al-Anon for six months at 10 years of sobriety. I thought that might be helpful since my wife was an alcoholic. And um, what I concluded at the end of that six months was that I needed to really pay attention to my primary program, which is Alcoholics Anonymous. And I worked the steps again in that program and that resolved the issue that I was dealing with. And, um, but I did learn a little bit. And one is that about detachment. And it sounds like you're awfully attached to the environment that your daughter's living in. It's a difficult one for sure, but it is what is, and it's none of your business. No. Yeah. And that's the truth of it. So number five, what's your role and responsibility in generating this resentment? Uh, what is my role? Yeah, what did you write? Number five. Uh, well, my, then my contribution to the original event, I wrote, I was not there. I listened to my daughter telling me this story. And my current reaction is that I'm condemning Um, tell me about how that's connected to your role in generating this resentment. I don't know. Well, I liked your first comment that you actually weren't there. You were just listening to your daughter. That showed a real insight to objectivity, that it was all secondhand information, which you took as 
yes. and interpretation. That was a very nice insight. But then uh, your current holding on to this is my role and responsibility is I'm way too attached to my daughter's life. Yes. It's, I none, of, it's none of my business. Yeah, it's not. And, uh, you know, the serenity prayer is so simple and so beautiful. What can I influence? What can't I influence? You don't have serenity around this because you, th you think that it should be different. Of course. It should be my way. <laughs> well, or different and fair. And, and, of course, my way would be the best way. We all know that. Every, okay. every one of us feels that about their their own opinions, of course. Um, but it, it is just what is. Yeah. Yeah. Compassion doesn't mean that I suffer. It just means I understand the suffering. I have empathy with the suffering. But I'm not suffering because my son doesn't have a job right now. I'm not suffering because my daughter has a challenge at her work right now. I hear it. I'm a sounding board. I don't like parts of it, but I don't spend any time emotionally on it. Um, all right. So skip six and seven and go to eight. Any additional fears? Uh, no. All right. Number nine character defects. Uh, gossiping, judgmental, condemning, and uh, I add to that, way too attached. All right, yeah, yeah. And these are things that you'll look at in the sixth step. The whole point of some of these questions is to accumulate grist for the mill for work that we'll do later on. And um, so then uh, number 10, what's um, the benefit or value for your holding this energy for this last year? I think the resentment supports, somehow supports my daughter. That I'm being supportive by having this resentment. Oh, I see. It's an alternative to sadness and, and the... Uh, Missing her or something like that? No, no, that didn't that didn't ring with you. Okay. No, no, it's just as if I'm going. I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, she is a bitch. Yeah, you know, she deserves all the disdain that can be reaped upon her. And by holding, you know, I know in my mind, it has no value to me. Well, it has a value because you're holding it. Right. I'm holding on I, to it. You're, you're, my daughter has let it go and I have it. You're aware that it, quote, shouldn't have any value to you. But yes. because you hold it, it does. And your job is to kind of surface. So what's, what's, the, what's it serving in you? It's like I want to hang on to... You know, my righteousness. All right. So I, I think it, I'm not sure, but you, did you say in any one of your sharings that you, you want to be right? Yeah. 
I, I, I don't remember that. No, I did not. I did not write that down, but <laughs> my husband, who has been dead for 15 years, always just said, do you always have to be right? And I say, yeah, I'm the wife. I'm always right. So, you know, as a joke, but yeah. Yeah, no, there's enough smoke there. There's real fire, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what, what is your perceived role at the top, perceived role at the top? A suffering mother. Yeah. And what's the truth at the bottom? I am a mother who makes others suffer. How's that? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not discounting it, but I don't know what it means in this. Um... I, I, by me gossiping to others and they have to listen to me. And you're wasting their time. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. And it's like I want to perpetuate the story. Yeah. Oh, I... so um, at the top, you said something about I know best. Yes. That, that correlates with what your husband would say to you about being right, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so this is a mechanism for you to, I don't know, demonstrate to others. I don't know. Is it about your being right or important or having something to say or I don't know. At the top, you said um, suffering mother. Mm -hmm. I put down attached mother. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't sure what the what wording I should use, but no, I'm I'm just... never sure. I'm I'm never actually sure. It's just it's about what 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 gives you an experience is really not about right or wrong. It's about what gives you an experience of seeing that you're the 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 wellspring of the resentment. Yeah. That resentment comes out of you. Yes. For some reason. And it's not, it's not apparent to the naked eye. That's why we have to ask all these questions to kind of get underneath to where the unconscious dwells. Because that, that's really the cesspool of our problems. Yeah, I'm definitely an attached mother. Well, yeah. That was my belief. And well, I... Yeah. I am attached. Yeah, yeah. Way too attached. Well, um, a loving mother, a kind mother, a compassionate mother, absolutely all of that, but a little bit too invested. And then this is, this is an academic question, a rhetorical question for you uh, to hold is, so why do you have this need to be so attached to a daughter who's 39 and she lives 7,000 miles away? What, what, what is missing in your life? And those are rhetorical. I mean, you're welcome to answer them, but those are, those are questions you take to meditation, I feel. That's my recommendation. Okay. Yeah. Something's missing and you're filling a hole with an energy that's just a cancerous, as you said, lava fire, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so when um, I resent mom for swearing at me and tearing me down, my self-esteem was on column three that I'm a gift of God, created to be loved, I am funny and adventurous, 
but my fear is that mom doesn't want me around her. All right. Okay, so. Um, Fourth column perceived role. Okay, my perceived role, when feeling this resentment, I believe I am an abused child. All right, tell me about what you see as abused abuse, because that's a strong term again. Yes. Um, just my mother was not emotionally there, so she was she drank a lot, so she swore at me, she beat me, she Oh, okay. So you mean verbal abuse and physical abuse really? Yes. Got it. All right, that's the that's the title. Got it. Okay. Abused child. And when you feel that way today, number one, how do you behave? Well, you know, I wouldn't have thought this before her, but after being in your workshop and that you talked about overcompensation, I really kind of think that as I went on in my life that I became arrogant, I became tried to be more than what I was. Um, I made up stories about myself. Um, and as far as my mom goes at that time, you know, I stayed away from her as much as I could. And, and I, I put her down. And uh, how is your unhealthy thinking, number two, driving this, the motive for this anger? Well, I believe that I'm, I, I, I'm inconsiderate of her challenges and um, I did not offer support. I, I was demissive of her as You're I You're using the was term and I okay. want you to talk about today. Okay, the reason I was using the was is because she's been gone for quite a while. But... Yeah, but your resentment has it. Okay. You, uh, you have, a, as you're sitting here talking to me, I'm assuming, you yeah. still have a negative feeling about her in this respect. It, it's a hurt feeling more than anything. Yeah. And I, I guess uh, for me, it's, um, you know, that I, I believe that a lot of my behavior is that, um, that I'm needy and that I uh, seek attention and um, that I don't feel I measure up. All right, all right. Seek attention. Yeah, yeah. That's excellent. That's a behavior also, so that's good. All right, number three, dishonest. Um, I just have not been honest. I lie about things. You know, I used to think I was an honest person, but I, I'm not. All right, you're not transparent. You're manipulative of the truth. Yes. All right, and fears? Number four. Um, my fears are just that I'm an unlovable person. That um, that I just it, it doesn't matter what I do, it won't be enough. Yeah, that actually correlates with um, I don't measure up, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Number five, your role and uh, motive for creating this resentment towards your mother, even though she's dead? I wrote down here, and I'm not sure that it's appropriate, but I wrote down, I'm strong-willed and defiant. Defiant about what? Um, my feelings. What does that mean in terms of your mother? 
Well, since my mother's not here, you know, I don't have her to go on, but in other relationships, I've, you know, I just, I can be, um, what's a good word? But how is that the source of your anger, your resentment toward your mother? It's not, it's not. Um, help me, Herb, I'm stuck here. Um, well, me too. Um, read read uh, the number five in terms of the instructions and see what happens with us. Okay, where am I wrong, at fault, to blame, responsible for my feelings, behavior when I feel this resentment? Okay, where I would be wrong and responsible are that I haven't been honest about it over my years. I thought that I was beyond it and I really wasn't. So I've gone on living like it didn't exist when it has. And uh, read your perceived role again, please. Okay, my perceived role is that I'm an abused child. Is it true? Uh, at the time it was. Wait, 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 wait. Is, is, not was, is okay. it true? No, it is not. None of that's true. None of it's true. You're not abused and no. you're not a child. Right. Yeah. So you hold on to this as an unforgiving man. Yes. I'm not releasing it. I'm not releasing her. Yes. All right. All right. A lot of uh, self-pity. Um, that really works. I, I, Bill uses, I'm not familiar. I don't use that myself, but an awful lot of people do mm -hmm. as a defense mechanism. They swim in this cesspool of self-pity. Yeah. 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 It's just really the source of a lot of uh, suffering for people. Yeah. Number eight, uh, additional fears. Uh, I think I said it once, but the big thing for me is I've, you know, I feel unlovable. I feel like I don't measure up. Yeah. I feel like I'm not wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Number nine, character defects. Um, Self-pity. Yeah. Arrogant. Dishonest. All right. Number 10, the benefit or value to you of holding this resentment. Uh, so I can wallow in it and feel sorry for myself. What's the benefit of that? I don't know, Herb. I yeah. really don't. Yeah. yeah, somewhere you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess it makes all the problems that I have today seem like I have a reason for them. Rather than take responsibility for dealing with them. The funny thing is, Herb, is that I thought that I had, you know, I did this sheet because I, I didn't feel like I had many resentments. I felt like I'd worked through them in the program yeah. over the years. Yeah. yeah. But I thought, you know, based on what you said, if there's just a slight feeling, go ahead and do it. So yeah. I did. Good. And, um, you know, it, it, like everything, like, I, and you know, like you and I talked about last week, how I had created this story about the world and the people in it and myself and how I should be treated. I see that now. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't see it before, Herb. All right. And so you see at the top, abused child. And now what did you write in terms of the realization? Um, I wrote down that I am a dishonest and... Um, 
And I put down dishonest and untrustworthy son. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know how that applies, but you do. Um, I, I like to try to flip what's at the top using the words at the top and turning them inside out. So if you're a abused child, I'm a self-abusing adult man. I wouldn't have thought of that, but I think that's a very good fit, Herb. Yeah, it, it's, well, especially where you really resonated and repeated, I'm unlovable, I'm not enough, I don't measure up. That seems to be a dominant theme in, in your personality. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, uh, yeah, it definitely is. And it, you know, it's been a sticking point in my marriage and, and other relationships as well. You know, it's just needing attention, a needy person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so once again, uh, without being too artificial, it's attempting to reverse and, and, and revise your attitude towards yourself primarily. Yeah. from this negative person that developed from the abuse. There's no question from my standpoint, psychologically, that the trauma was PSD, PTSD for you as a child, and it formed your attitude toward people, relationships, and life. Definitely. Well, and, and The antidote for that is to literally and artificially begin thinking just the opposite. Okay. In other words, that now it's my responsibility to be positive. The universe is a safe and good place, and I'm going to act as if it's true. Yes. I am a good person with competency and I'm going to act as if it's true. I don't believe it for a minute. I don't think it for a minute. I don't feel it for a minute. But I'm making a decision to think and feel and do completely contrary to everything that's screaming inside of me. I like that, Herb. I really do. Try it. I'd be interested to see uh, how that works for you. I have a question before I start. At the beginning, you said a simple way of identifying our beliefs is in the word should. Yep. You've said before, but, but give me an example. I don't know what you mean. Well, tell me one of your shoulds. I should be losing weight. All right. That's a belief. Is it true? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, who said so? Me. So how are you doing with that? Slow. Oh, does that mean that you are losing weight? No. Oh, so it's not slow. So you use the wrong word. Not at all. All right. So you beat yourself up because you believe that you should lose weight. All yes. right. What are the implications of the should in your life? If you really, really believe that, should. The implications? Hmm. Well, that's, I don't understand that. The implications are that I realize 
that we've talked about this last no, year. No, no, wait, 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 wait. So, so what would you do if you really believed that? If I really believed it, I'd get busy and do my part. Follow program. Yeah. So you, it, so it it's is, a lie. You don't believe it for a minute. Oh my gosh. It's been told to you from the outside. Your literature tells you that. Your doctor may even tell you that. But you've never accepted it as the truth. It's never really been a value to you because you don't do anything about it. Oh my gosh. I get it. Yes, yeah, it's the same line of thinking. I've never used it this way before, but it's the same method, the same line of thinking I use with meditation. Most people really do believe meditation is important. Very few people do it, which means they don't believe it for a minute. It's been told to them from the culture, the sponsor, their fellowship, their books, whatever, but they've never really accepted the value. So they don't do it. We do what we believe will be of value to us. That's how animals act. We're just animals at the basic level. So it's just that we really don't believe it. The should, that I, sh I should operate within society's rules came from society. It didn't come from me, so I ran red lights and I drank irresponsibly and I, cheated on my wife. I didn't obey any rules because they didn't come from me. They came from outside of me. Wow. I know. I get the moment the values and the principles came from inside of me, 1988, I began to change my behavior. Yeah. Thank you for that. Okay, so I've never done a uh, of column three and I have done a column three and a column four on one person and compared to what a lot of people are talking about it sounds very petty should I do it well it's up to you it's your column three is it a resentment is it a current resentment it still stings um I don't hold on to things except except for maybe one but I put it down because it really. Wait, 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 wait. What one are you still holding on to? I don't want to bring it up to okay. you. All right. All right. This happened two years ago. Well, why don't you do a column three and four on it and do it with your sponsor or somebody? Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> exactly. How Do you want to be free of it? Or do yeah. you want to keep it like a pet and let it grow? Oh. No. Yeah, all right. So do this one and let's see what you did in terms of what is your quote, your disturbance. Let's use a gentle oh, word. Jane. Jane was my sponsor a couple years ago and she okay. said to me, okay, she said to me, um, I think you may be one of those people that are constitutionally <laughs> unable to be truth, to be honest with yourself. Okay. And uh, so you, that doesn't sound minor. It sounds like you have actually a resentment toward her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. And I did. It's not so strong anymore. Oh, really? Not, no. not what I heard in your tone. Okay. Then yeah. I'll go on. Self-esteem. What's 
my deep belief about who I am. I believe that I'm indecisive because I can't make up my mind or a decision. Wait, wait. Self-esteem is never negative. So read oh. to me whatever you said was a virtue or a positive statement in your self-esteem lines. Uh. My deep belief. My deep belief about who I am is just a person. Well, that's negative. Wait. All right. So you, you've misunderstood how we're doing this. So go to pride. I'm glad we're doing this. Go to okay. pride and, and on a stage with this ex-sponsor. All right. How do you want, in an ideal world, how would you want the audience to see your sponsor treating you? What did you write in number two, pride? As a respected, genuine person, just slow and hopping on board program. All right, so you, I, I don't know why you added that. It seems like you have a, a predisposition to talk yourself down. But anyway, what's your fear there? That others could agree with, with Jane and see that, to see me like she said. Okay, yeah, exactly. So uh, leaving out that comment that I just made comment about in the pride line read okay. I am so what you wrote there I am a yeah. kind generous person with good intentions Re you said respected and genuine well that was under pride that's what I'm asking you to read as okay. self-esteem when I say read pride with an I am, I'm asking you to explore using it as a possible backdoor to your self-esteem. So read it again, please. Where did you get the other part? Kind and generous. I just made it up because oh, you well, said. But, but no, but that's actually exactly probably right then. That's what you do feel. So read what you just made up. Start with I am all of what you just said and add to it respected and genuine okay i am a um kind and generous person and respected and genuine person all right and your fear when you when you hear that you say that what is your fear that comes up well th this would be on the first one self-esteem is am i constitutionally incapable of being honest with right. myself that she might be right yeah all right. All right. No, that's okay. great. Now cross over to column four. Did you do column four? Yes. All right. Um, column four, uh, perceived role. My perceived role um, is when feeling this resentment, I believe I am being insulted. And I'm, put an, down. I'm an insulted woman. Yep. And hopeless. Uh, uh, oh, that, that might work. All right. Insulted sponsee. Yes. And um, you said helpless? Hopeless. I am helpless. I mean, we're all you, helpless. No, wait, 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 wait. What did you write? I'm just trying to hear it. What I wrote is when, when feeling this resentment, I believe I am being insulted, put down, and hopeless. Hopeless. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to leave that off for a minute. Uh, put down woman. So I'm a insulted and put down sponsee. All right. So when you feel that feeling, number one, how do you behave today? Not yesterday. Today, how do you behave when you feel this feeling? What did you write? Talking to uh, self-seeking. Is that what you mean? Yes, number one. Okay. T like talking to other, like talking to others to have them confirm I was wronged and insulted. Yeah, seeking support from others. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anything else there? Number one. No. Okay. Number two. Um, so what is the unhealthy thinking that is your motive? Number two. That maybe she's right. That's not unhealthy. That's you're, you're exploring that. That would be actually quite healthy. But you gave her the power to name you. I can't think of a better answer that I am selfish that i want what i want i don't want to do the program well, well that would work i want what i want and i don't want to hear other people's opinion all right now Good. she's a sponsor so that's a bit unrealistic isn't it yes all right number three where are you dishonest deluding myself that what she should that what she thinks that I am not serious about doing the program. How are you deluding yourself? I, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to understand why you wrote it the way you did. That's just probably right. No, where are you I, dishonest? Huh? Where are you dishonest? Oh my God, in not being honest with myself. Um, I'm going to try a different word. I'm, okay. I'm resisting the possibility of her being correct. Okay. Right? Yes. Maybe that's what you're saying when you mean deluded. I don't know. All right. Go to number four. Go ahead. That's correct. Number four, fear. Fear that I won't get in... Uh, I don't know what this word is, gear, that I'm not honest with myself and I'm never going to achieve what I need to or what I really want. There's no right or wrong answer. There's just that answer. Okay. Number five, what did you write in terms of your role and responsibility? Then my contribution to the original event, I didn't do my part. What is that part? What would One be your part? Wanting her to sponsor me, but not taking her advice. <laughs> All right. That's a great insight. That's great. Absolutely. And today in holding the resentment, what's your role and responsibility? That I'm still doing it to my dearest sponsor who I love. All right. All right. But, but uh, that's an insight in a different way that you're still doing that behavior, but What's with the anger that you have for your other, your prior sponsor? What, well, the, the anger to the prior sponsor was she was cruel in saying that because that's about the worst. That's about the only thing in the whole book that says you can't do it. Well, I mean, 
Well, you're 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 not you're having a conversation rather than analyzing and hearing my the questions and the page on the page and what I'm saying. Okay. What is your role and responsibility in having a resentment for a sponsor you no longer have? None. Yeah, no, you have full responsibility. What are you talking about? Whose anger is it? Oh, okay. What is my responsibility? That's the question of number five. What is your role and responsibility in holding the resentment from an event that happened two years ago? Is to forgive her and forget and forget about it. You're, you're, you're not you're not answering I'm, the question. You have anger toward your sponsor of two years ago. Yes. What's your motive? Why do you have that? What purpose is it serving? I think it's purposing for uh, feeding my own um, self-esteem so that I don't blame myself. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to to look at myself when I'm angry with her. There you go. All right, all right. Skip Skip six and seven. Do you have any additional fears in eight? No, I didn't put anything. That's fine. Number nine, character defects. That I'm uh, basically lazy. What did you write? Um, I can't read my writing. Um, Lazy. Well, skip over the words you can't read. Selfishness, selfish, and that I use others. All right. So uh, when you say you use others, what does that mean? What it means is that I um, what it means is that I take their time and listen to what they say, but don't follow through on it. So I'm using them. I'm so you misuse others. Okay, I get it. Yeah. All right. All right. Yep. Um, now, I don't believe for a minute you're lazy. You're doing the work. You show up here. You show up other places. So what, is, what does lazy mean for you? Lazy, lazy means um, I have all the tools at my disposal, like everybody else in the 12-step program. I know, um, you know, self-knowledge, knowledge, well, self-knowledge I could learn more of, but I, I know what to do. And I don't get off my butt and do the steps. I, I don't, I do meditation, I do prayer, but I, but um, somebody said it last week, I compartmentalize it. Um, God can have nearly my whole life, but when it comes to my food, I shut that door on him. I don't ask his help. I don't want him to touch it. Well, it's even, Uh, in in a different way with your prior sponsor you said she gives me direction I don't take it with your current sponsor I'm doing the same thing you said she gives me direction I don't take it so you're just a defiant child you're a willful person right I'm gonna do it my way I think so tell me what to do I think that's the truth well, I mean, I'm just reflecting back to you what you're saying to us. Yeah. And so oh. at, the, 
at the top, what did you say is your perceived role? My per perceived role is that I uh, was being insulted and put down. I'm an uh, insulted woman. And what's the real role here in terms of um, your holding this resentment? My real role, I now realize I am in charge of myself. No, no, no. Your real role in having this resentment isn't that you're in charge in yourself. All right. That, that, it, that would be a solution to the problem of your anger, to take responsibility for yourself, but that's not what you're doing. Here, you are a insulted woman. That's your perceived role coming out of the third column, right? Yes. Top of the fourth column. I'm an insulted woman. What's the truth at the bottom? Who are you really in holding this anger and not taking direction and not following sponsors and not following the program and bitching and moaning about sponsors and feeling a little bit of self-abuse when I don't lose the weight? What you already said, that I am a defiant child. Oh, you, well, are you a child? No, excuse me, a defiant adult. Well, Who acts child? I'm a defiant, willful adult. Yeah, willful is correct. Yeah, yeah. And so then you have to ask yourself, okay, this is what I'm seeing. Is this what I want to continue? And if you say yes, then okay, then you will continue to get what you get. If Nothing. you say no, then you will do this work and have hope that the spirit will come in and soften you up. And that I open myself to him. Well, you're doing that and doing this work. I mean, that's why I say you're, you're not lazy at all. You're, Thank you're you for that. Well, you're just defiant. Okay, I think that's the crux of the matter. I would say that's the crux of the matter. <laughs> Yep, exactly. But, you know, that that's part of the addict's personality is this willfulness rather than willingness and this defiance rather than reliance. Yeah. The third column is my nephew, Alan, and my resentment is for telling my cousin um, that and when her husband was in ICU with COVID, that the reason he got COVID was that he did not wear a mask, or excuse me, that he wore a mask. Okay. Um, okay. Well, how long ago is this? Uh, month and a half. Oh, so it's very recent then, like right. 30, 40 days. Okay. Right. And um, you have this resentment. Um, um, what's the resentment about? I, I don't understand why you have that resentment. Well, I was just, I guess, because um, I care about my, my, niece, my cousin and I care about her feelings. And she was very, very upset. And Oh, so um, you have a resentment that your nephew upset your whatever cousin. Exactly. exactly. All right. So now you're clear. Got now it. Sorry. Okay. All right. And the self-esteem is yes. that I am a loving, intelligent, supportive, warm. I, I wrote aunt, but I guess it really should be a cousin. 
Um, well, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Relative. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And what's your fear? I have no fear. Yes, you do. Okay. Um, when you say I'm a loving cousin, I'm a loving relative, I'm a loving aunt, does any fear come up in you about this relationship with your cousin or your nephew? Um, yeah, on the second page when I did the fourth column, it did. And the fear that came up was that um, that I might, uh, that I was, dis that I was um, isolating from him and that I might, you know, I might uh, lose the relationship with him. It didn't when I did the third step. Though. Okay, all right. When I did the third column. Well, you, you didn't see it, but it's like I, I might lose our relationship. All right. Yeah. All right. And um, so cross over to the fourth column. What's the perceived role? Uh, a caring cousin. No, that's your self-esteem. So you're on the stage with your nephew and your cousin and the script writer is seeing this drama and there you are on a stage um are you a you're a uh irritated relative you're uh, you you have this resentment you have this disturbance can you give it some word or words i'm a disturbed aunt Disturbed aunt. That works. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm the disturbed aunt. All right. And when you feel that disturbance about this situation, how did you behave? Um, I complained to my husband and my sister. Yeah. Any and and um, within the last week, have you had any behavior connected to this resentment? No, I haven't. It, it all happened on a Zoom call and, and there hasn't been any any action since then. Well, with them, but you still have the resentment. How is it manifested with your husband? How is it manifested with your children? How is it manifested within your life in any way within the last week? This resentment that you have, that's a little fire that's burning in you. Um, it's, it's really waning tremendously. Um, I don't think I've really given it any thought okay. since that first, probably since my cousin recovered, my cousin's husband. All right. All right. Number two, how is the uh, thinking here unhealthy? What did you uh, judge? I was judgmental. I had self-righteous anger. Um, I had a superior, a superior attitude of uh, better, greater than, well, superior attitude yeah all right uh, and number number three dishonest uh busybody okay um and why do you say that oh because it wasn't my battle and it wasn't my business and that's exactly the definition isn't it <laughs> all yeah. right, good for you number four uh fear that you want to and read that, that? and that's what i said i wrote fear of isolating from here him and fear of losing him as a nephew yeah losing the relationship all right yeah number five what is your role and responsibility in generating this um 
I, I, I think I got kind of stuck on that. Initially, I wrote um, that my role was self-righteous anger, but I think I was, and, and superior attitude, but I think I was just, uh, I don't think those are correct. Well, I, I like the, the busybody concept. It's probably a derivative of that, that it, uh, I, I got involved in something that wasn't my business. Yeah, got it. Yeah. And now um, I think my responsibility is to just, uh, I, I have butt out. I haven't, uh, I haven't talked to anybody about it. I haven't, yeah, I haven't talked to anybody in the family about it at all. But the point of the question is that you still have some heat in this resentment today okay. and it happened 30 to 45 days ago why have you continued to have the heat um because i haven't um did you do a 10 step on it you know i did yeah and uh, did that what was the impact of that well i think it probably it wasn't it didn't relieve it completely so that's why i did this all right good for you yeah, yeah, that's exactly the, I think the recommendation, certainly my experience, when the 10 step doesn't do the deal here, get rid of it, then do a laser focused third and fourth column. Excellent. Let's go on to number eight. Any additional fears? Nope. Uh, nine character defects? Uh, judgmental and superior attitude. Okay. Um, Number 10, the benefit or value for holding this for these days? Uh, self-righteous anger. What do you mean by self-righteous? Well, I guess that I, guess that, I that I was feeling superior, that I had, that, um, that I would never do such a thing like, like that. I would never, you know, that would not be, something I would ever lower myself to do. I'm, I'm certainly better than that. Exactly. Right. Beat somebody when they were down. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, so at the top, what's their perceived role? Um, disturbed aunt. And what's the truth at the bottom? Well, I wrote a family member who stuck their proverbial nose in someone else's business. <laughs> I like it. It's not, it's not tidy, but it, it's very accurate. Um, that The self-righteous aunt was probably the right, I mean, in terms of the crisp and turnaround, but uh, you got all of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My resentment is to this man for bringing me to California and then leaving. All right. And uh, just as a context, how long ago was this? A uh, long time ago, 78. Okay, so um, 40 drink. plus years, all right. I was still drinking. Yeah, all right, so, and you still have the resentment today? I think so, yes. That's good enough, let's go with that. I mean, let's go with your instinct, your intuition on it. And um, so what's your self-esteem? Um, I'm an honorable, caring woman. Yeah. All right. And your fear is? That I'm not that. I'm no good. Okay. Yep. And let's just 
for a little more perhaps expansion on that, see what you did in Pride. What did you write there? Others should see me as an adored, much loved, respected woman. Nice. You did. You added some nice color to that. Much loved is excellent. And your fear is? Um, I'm not any of those things. All right. Now cross over to the fourth column. And what's your perceived role when you feel this feeling? Um, what would the screenwriter capture as the role? Uh, betrayed or rejected. Um, all right, let's, let's try the betrayed. It's a pretty strong word. What do you mean by betrayed here? Um, I felt like he should have, shouldn't have come out here and then left right away and broken up with me right away after we got out here. He how knew that soon, that was How soon after, did you all come out, both of you come out together? Yes. And how soon after you got here, did he leave? Weeks. Weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say betrayed. That's a strong word and it fits. You were completely abandoned and betrayed. Yeah. He had made promises, obviously. That's why you uprooted and came here, right? I mean, he made assumptions. I, I made assumptions. We, well, we're not there yet. <laughs> you came because he made some promises which you believed. That's true. Uh, okay, well, I'm, I'm just exploring it. I, I don't know the story and I'm not asking for the story, but I wanted to make sure that betrayed is a strong word. And it sounds like betrayed, abandoned, rejected. Those are, those seem that they were, yeah. Yep. All right. And so when you feel that feeling, number one in the, on the fourth column, self-seeking, how do you behave today? This is one that I skipped. Well, don't skip it. Why did you skip it? Well, I went to selfish thinking that that might make it easier. I heard you tell somebody to do that last week. Oh, well, let's see what you did then. Go ahead. Go ahead. What did you do? So for selfish, um, thinking about myself, yes. Wishing, but knowing it's not true that I have a good life. That's not quite right, but. Well, it, it's a little vague. Um, I, uh, so you're taking responsibility for having some fantasy here that wasn't based on reality. You want to just yeah. make a comment about that? What was, what was your, what? Because uh, the, the question, go ahead. You, you. After this, broke up. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Story. We're All talking right. about history. We're talking about today. You okay. said you have a resentment. Now, it's not as big as it was, obviously, 40 years ago. Right. But you still have this uh, gnawing stone in your shoe. I always wonder what my life would have been like had I stayed in New York. That's not relevant to here. And besides that, it's not productive. 
Oh. That is fantasy. Why don't you why don't you at the same time wonder if you had what it would be like if you were born a boy? It's just not real. It's true. All right. It happened 40 years ago, and today you have a pebble in your shoe because of it. It's not a boulder anymore. It's a pebble. That's what we're exploring. All right. So how do you behave today when you feel the memory and the feeling and the aggravation of this? Um, kind of ashamed. Um, um, all right. So that's not a thought. That's a feeling. That's okay. So I'm going to put down shame. I react with shame. Tell me about that. Um, I, I get, I shut down and I get very defensive Good. and I just leave and I don't. See, those are behaviors. That's a great answer to the question. Number one, I get defensive. I withdraw. Um, I deny reality. I distract myself with something else. All right. So in, in terms of the source of that defensive withdrawal, what thoughts are you having? You said shame. Were there any other unhealthy thoughts that are developing this anger? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's mainly shame. Mainly what? Shame. Uh, well, I, I, I'm hearing that you berate yourself quite harshly. Yeah. For making this mistake and wondering about the possibilities of what it would have been like had you not done that. And, and I'm saying uh, unrealistic fantasy. Yes. Okay. I'm just exploring words to try to help put words to what you seem not to be able to put words to. That's all. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm, you could say, no, that doesn't fit. But if that's it fits, right. that's great. All right. So number three, what did you write for dishonest? Um, I'm responsible by not acting and, being passive and just being passive. Um, Again, all right. Shut down and leaving. I'm not going to get into it. Um, and I'm rude and yeah. So how is that dishonest today? When when you shut down, how is that dishonest? It's not present for some yeah. reason. Yeah. I'm when I shut down, I yeah. don't want to be here. No, I go into denial. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah, let's cover it over with asphalt and then we won't look at it. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, four. And what fear comes up when you experience all of these things today? What did you write? I wrote, because it said above, fear of not getting what I want or losing what I have. I just wrote losing what I never had. So that's back to the fantasy stuff. 
How about well, never I, getting never getting what I want? Oh. Does that fit? Yes. Yes. All right. And so then what did you write for number five in terms of your role and responsibility for today's resentment? Um, it's lying, dishonesty, you know, fantasy is, or believing something that's not true is lying. Um, and I just don't participate. That's in what? Forming new relationships. All right. All right. Yep. You won't take the time to form other relationships. And all you do is bemoan all of the mistakes that you made. Ugh. Mm. Ugh, too true. Uh, well, I'm exploring. And when you say, I believe the lie, what, what, what is the lie that you believe? That I somehow could have done better. That's right on the money. I hope you can really lean into that one. I think that will set you free. See, I did that after my wife died three years ago. I did, for the first month, I did what I could have, should have. You know, maybe I could have prevented her death. And, and finally, see my, my wee small voice speaks to me the way I sometimes speaks to you guys, very direct, all right? And it said, Herb, even if you could have done something and she would be alive today, she's dead. Leave it alone. It's ancient history at this point. The reality is you didn't and she's dead. I mean, that's pretty direct. Black and white. 40 years ago, you made a decision. The what it could have should have is just so not productive. It's a dark rabbit hole. There's nothing productive that can come out of that. And, and I'm saying that to you as a teaching moment for everybody else. Now, we can learn from the past, but that's not what you're doing. But, you're, you're beating yourself up because of the past. It feels like you don't want feelings. What? I do. No, no, no. This is about feelings. I absolutely encourage feelings here. This is about anger and resentment. Sure. It feels like it'll never change. Well, that's because it hasn't. Yes, you're right. All right. But you're doing this work with some kind of hope, I'm assuming. I mean, who takes the time out on an afternoon like this and volunteers to have a conversation with me like this? I want to do this. Yes, because you have hope and believe it can change. I'm just making it conscious for you. Exactly. Yeah. 
So skip over six and seven. What did you write for number eight, additional fears? Um, I'll never be, I can't read my handwriting. I'll never be in, I don't know what the word is. Go ahead. Just read the sentence. I'll never be in a, oh, in a relationship. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Alien. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a fear. Good. All right. Anything else in that uh, number there? No, just what you've written. I'm not asking you to be spontaneous right here. I just okay. want to have you read what you wrote. Okay. If something comes up very quickly, you can, you know, mention it. But I'm not looking for you to do the work here, just to read the work that you did. Number nine, character defects. Fear, dishonesty, um, manipulation. What are you manipulating? I try to manipulate other people to think that I'm better or different than I am. All right. All right. Then that works. Yep. Yep. That's dishonest. Mm -hmm. Well, it's manipulative, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh -huh. All right. Anything else in that number nine? What did no. you write for number 10 in terms of the benefit or value for you holding this, keeping this stone in your shoe? It's a way, it's an excuse for the way I am today. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, a way of holding on to the the place, the position of that change is not possible because it was whatever done to me permanently, right? Or something like that. So what, was, what did you say at the top is your perceived role? Um, perceived role was betrayed, rejected, abandoned. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, um, did you have a noun in there at all? Uh, betrayed, rejected, abandoned what? Person. Abandoned. Okay. All right. All right. Um, there's no right or wrong answer, but it, it helps, I believe, to be specific here because it could have been child. It could have been adult. It could have been spouse. It could have been woman. It could have been girlfriend. There's so many words you could have used. Woman would be the right word. All right. All right. And what's the truth at the bottom? What did you write as a realization? That I am who I want to be today. I'm. Well, I'm, all right. No, you're, you're taking in. I understand that the direction could be helpful, but it's not a, a, a response to this item here. It, the, what we're looking for is rather than the role, the script, in this anger, this resentment of an abandoned woman... What's really the truth here in terms of the source of your anger? You That I was the perpetrator. Wait, when you say was, you're going back 40 years. I'm I talking am, about right now. I am. I get what I deserve. Um, uh, well, that might be a little harsh, but I want to hear what do you mean by that? I get what I deserve. 
I always feel that I don't do a good enough job or I'm not honest enough or I should have said something else or I should have participated differently than the way I have. I do. Okay. What do you have so a word? Perpetuates. Uh, say it again. That perpetuates. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm hearing what you're saying. It's a it's a good insight. It's a nice unpacking. Do you have a word uh, for sort of that attitude or that stance? Um, guilty. What does that mean for you? You use a lot of words. I'm not sure you know what they mean. Um, guilty because I know I should do better. I could do better. I didn't do better. I should change. Oh, you have a lot of shoulds. I know. Yeah. I yeah. So uh, you said... You are holding this resentment because 40 years ago something happened and you still feel it today. What you feel is betrayed, abandoned, and rejected woman. What's the truth? Who are you really? I'm not betrayed. Nope. Or abandoned or rejected. From the outside. No, no, but but what but what are you? I'm a kind, loving, caring woman. Not when you have a resentment, you're not. That's true. Well, that's what we're doing here. We're trying to say what's the source in Sandy of this resentment? I reject myself. I abandon myself. I betray myself. I don't know. I'm, I'm just using the words we used at the top, but I'm turning them inside out, trying to see if it resonates with you. It does. Because when I first started doing the fourth step, this process, I said to my homework group that, I wanted to do it on me because it didn't feel like it was really about, I don't really have a lot of resentments today. You know, and it's pulling no. yeah. to get, and yeah. I wanted it. Yeah. So this, how does this, what in, in terms of what you wrote and our conversation about it, because we've explored it, you know, expansively, what's your experience with that now? Third and fourth column about who you are today in an unhealthy way. In an unhealthy way. Yes. Okay. In an unhealthy well, because way. Because you created a resentment for a fantasy of 40 years ago. So yeah. tell me that's not unhealthy. That's right. So tell me what your experience is with even just what I just said. Um, it just intellectually, it feels very true. Okay. It feels very but, true. But emotionally or experientially, how does that resonate with you? Um. I don't have a word for it. 
Uh, I don't either, by the way, yeah. Good. I don't have a word for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so if it were an attitude, what would be the adjective that you would use in terms of an attitude? What word would you couple with attitude? A woman who betrays and abandons and rejects herself. Wasted, lost. What a waste is what I would. Yeah, yeah. I would say that about someone else. Yeah, yeah. Getting close, yeah, yeah. The only word I have, and I, it doesn't quite ring my bell, is negative. A negative attitude. Yes. Does that resonate with you? Do you see reality with uh, kind of uh, brown lenses? No, actually, okay. not true. I don't. Yeah. I didn't think so personally. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I, I, to be very, I try to be present. All and right. when I'm present, I can oh. appreciate what's with me right now. Well, let's explore a word that you did use many times, and that's fantasy. How much time do you spend there? I turn the television on instead. That's fantasy. What do you watch on television? You don't have to answer that question. Politics. Oh, my God. I had to stop doing that. Yeah. I wanted to be informed, and I was being deformed, so I stopped watching. Yeah. No, I literally two weeks ago decided to uh, detox from it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but, you know, those are choices. So but it could be still dealing with a distraction. Oh, maybe distracted woman. How's that? No, it doesn't fit either. Yes. Oh, OK. It does, right. it does fit. I have a friend who's always telling me, I'm over here right now. Oh, then that's all right. All right. Where yeah. are you? Come back here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, please. Do you have an assignment for us for next week? No, that would. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's see. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That would be move on to uh, assignment 15, I believe it is. Yeah, move on to assignment 15 so that you're going to be looking at the material on 67 and 68 in the big book uh, on fear, reading and highlighting it. And just on a separate scratch piece of paper, begin listing some fears that you're very aware of in, the, in your awareness, in your memory, in your heart, in your feeling, in your gut. Just uh, and I'll give much more detail on uh, the fear inventory next week. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Amen.